It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College Adult and Graduate Study. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the show. Thanks for being with us. With me in the KFG studio, certified financial planners and my friends, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Hey, most people recognize that life insurance is a really critical part of their financial plan. But how do you know what type you need, how much you need, and when you need it. Mm. We're going to be talking about your options today so you can be equipped and have greater confidence and clarity in this important area of your financial life. We've got some stats to share as well about how inadequate, I think, uh, this area of of most, the average person's financial life um, is dealt with. And so uh, if you have questions, if you have needs, reach out to us. We'd love to help. You can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can find us social media, uh, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube, Twitter, just search Wise Money Radio. Every episode's on the YouTube channel, so you can watch us there if you'd rather do that. Uh, and and you can call or text us as well, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. All right, so I've got I've got a question for you, and it's a it's a heavy question. It's it's a tough one. Are you prepared financially if you passed away today? And I know, I don't know where that question hits you right now. It's an emotional one. And oftentimes, um, you know, finances are really intimate. And, and so they, they can be emotional. But this is one of the core, one of the big financial planning questions. If you were to pass away today, are you financially prepared for that? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And we framed this show as a life insurance topic, but you've just made it a much broader topic. It, it really is more than just do you have the right protections in place to make sure your family is okay if you as a key breadwinner, for example, were to pass away prematurely. Um, but it, it's also do they understand the game plan that's in place? Do they know the direction that the family's finances are going? Could they pick up where you left off and continue on. And that may not just be your spouse as well. Hmm. I actually had a client this week who uh, we, we held our meeting and I thought we were wrapping up and then they asked a heavy question. They said, you know, are we ready? Are we ready to be gone? And he was framing the question uh, in light of his children. Do we have all the right paperwork in place? Are the plans uh, intact so that they could pick up if the two of us were gone. And so he was thinking beyond even just his spouse. And so we had another half an hour conversation extending the meeting wow. because uh, it, it's a heavy topic, isn't it? You know what I first think of is I don't get statements anymore. You know, so, so, so does your spouse or does this family, does your family, do they have a financial inventory of all of your stuff? Because it used to just be well, you didn't talk about money with family, so everything was uh, was a secret. And then, well, you just needed to wait long enough and watch the mailbox. Not anymore. I first think, and I'm just going to admit, I've done. I, I haven't been a leader in my own family in this area. I don't even think Cindy could log into the bank accounts, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I've told her, hey, 
something happens to me, you call you call Josh, you call Kevin if they're in the same plane, because I'm sure that's going to happen. <laughs> That'll be how it happens. <laughs> then you call Matt Hook, you call Bill Mock, you call Amy, and uh, just go out right on down the line of the folks here. But but that's that I even think about when you're answering this question: Are you are you financially ready? Is could people even access? your stuff and then could they see everything would they be able to know where everything is and what you have yeah that is a great question as i as i listen to you ask that question i think there there's probably two different camps of people there are the folks that are prepared and because it's an emotional question there probably the other camp is the folks that are in denial and it, denial in some way, shape, or form, whether that's denial as in, well, I'm not going to die, or... Um, what yeah, do I care? What, what, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it reminds me of the, the kids when, we used to, when they were little, and we used to play hide-and-go-seek, and they'd sit in a, a room with their hands over their eyes, and because they couldn't see us, they were well hidden. And you say, well, actually, no, I can see you there. So I think there are lots of folks that say either I don't need to deal with this today, because I'm not going to die today because we have this confirmation bias and because I didn't die yesterday I'm assuming and it's this recency type thing and and I didn't die yesterday so I'm assuming I'm not going to die today well if I don't die today I won't die tomorrow and then you say well then who needs to get their their act together and their financial life organized if I'm not dying anytime soon and so this is this is where you have to when you find yourself in the middle of an emotional uh, question like this, you have to run from the emotions. So it's so think of being this is subjective. You have to get objective immediately. Some folks can do that on their own, and some folks need an external stimulus to be able to do that. And that's where, as a certified financial planner, my bias is towards saying, look, the only the only way you can be about your money is emotional. So get out of emotional and, and get help. The best players in the world all have coaches. You know what? And, and that was actually the reassurance that I gave to that client uh, this past week that seemed to comfort them the most, reminding them that the first call from their kids can be to me. Yeah. I know where everything is. Mm-hmm. And I may not know, I do not know, passwords into their accounts and things like that, but we know the lay of the land of their financial life because they've disclosed it to us. They've invited us into their world, and that's a major act of trust by doing that. Um, but it puts us in a position where we can be that continuity if life shakes shakes up their world in some way and their kids are having to try to piece things together. We can make life a whole lot easier just simply because they have a coach, as but you were saying. Part mm-hmm. of your uh, part, having a financial plan is having a financial inventory. A lot of times people think plan is map. Well, I don't know. It's a sick map that would constantly be changing and moving and all of that. That's that's real life. So your financial plan isn't isn't a map per se the way you're used to it today because maps, all the landmarks stay where they're at. In real life, everything's changing all the time. And so your financial plan, that's a process. It's an ongoing process to deal with the changes that happen in life and help you get towards those goals that you're trying to reach. But in a, in a, in a sense... It's an inventory of your entire financial life. So if something happens to you, we're usually not the first call. But 
oftentimes a second or third call when someone passes away because we've got we we can see everything and know what needs to be done and i remember the call i was with my family at swanson pool it was a saturday afternoon and i got the call and they said did you hear about uh this person and i said no and they said well he was killed yesterday Hmm. and i i had um this awful, awful feeling because my my brain is saying, well, that's not possible. There's no way that actually happened. And I got off the phone and I told my wife, I said, honey, I have to go to the office because this person had purchased life insurance two years prior. And I thought, oh, did they did they buy it? And my brain wasn't serving me well. When you get into that mode, um, the, the blood goes to your large muscle groups, not to your brain where it's needed. You remembered starting the process, but didn't remember, did we ever finish that? Right. Yeah. So, so I went to the office and turned on my computer and I saw, well, sure enough, um, there the life insurance did get put in place and it is current and it has been paid for. And I, you know, it's strange because when you help young folks buy life insurance, you say, okay, this is for a contingency, the thing that's probably never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you just kind of, f- that's the story that you tell yourself. And so you assume it's not going to happen. And when it does, yeah, it's very, very, very shocking. And it's certainly, it's too late to do anything other than the preparations that have already been made. Same with getting your estate plan done. Same with making sure that your spouse is a joint owner on the house or the bank account. Same with making sure you've got the right beneficiaries in place and that you've, you know, connected all your accounts and met with and met with a financial planner. It's it's too late. And so fix the roof while the sun's shining. Yep. That's that's uh, that's um, a model that we say a lot at KFG. So we're talking about what. What if something happened to you suddenly now? Would you be financially prepared? And there's a lot of things in your financial life and your financial plan that are addressed when that happens that you need to address. But yeah, your brain goes to life insurance. And that's what we're going to be tackling on the first half of today's program. How much do you need? And then what type? And then all the other variables that come with it. So we've got a lot more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Are you prepared financially if you were to pass away today? That that question will just stop you right in your tracks, but that's the question on the table. It's a question that financial planning answers, and we're talking about it today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. want to thank our sponsors. Thank you to Ledoux, Kern, and Keen, the great attorneys over there, as well as First State Bank for sponsoring the content of today's show. If you have a question, if you have any needs, we're talking about some heavy stuff. And if you have any needs, any questions, reach out to us, 574-222-2000. You can call or text us, 574 574- 222-2000, online, wisemoneyradio.com, and YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Wise Money Radio is how you find us. September is when we are recording and, and this show is airing, and September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. And I don't know, it seems like that they've got um, a month or a day for just about everything. In fact, strange 
stupid factoid today. Today is Habit Day as well. I have, when I was researching just to make sure my instincts were right, that September was Life Insurance Awareness Month. On Google, the Google told me it's Habit Day today. I have no idea what you do with that information, but there you go. But it is Life Insurance Awareness, and I, I actually think it's just a reminder out there to say, listen, this is an important part of your financial plan. This is an important part of helping your family and getting things in order. Kevin, um, there's a big hole, there's a big gap in the amount of people who need life insurance and need this protection, but that actually have it in place. I don't know if you have any of those statistics in front of you, but... Well, it's interesting when you look at the number of life insurance policy purchases and going back to 20 years, um, they were selling or buying, if you will, about 30 million policies a year. And that spiked. And can you guess which year that would have spiked? Going back 20 years, you said? Mm -hmm. In... I, my favorite game is the guessing game, and yeah. Mike already got it. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say 2001. Mm-hmm. So instead of 30 million, 40 million life insurance policies were purchased, and then mm. 38 million in 2002, and down to 35 in 2003, up to 38 in 2004. But currently, we're rocking at about 27 million policies a year. And even though the population's growing, this is not right. Right. Know? So, so, and the and the the issue is okay. Life insurance is that something that is bought or sold? And most people are a little leery, and and they don't know how to do it. And they say, well, how should I learn how to buy life insurance? Should I learn to buy life insurance from the life insurance salesman? So if you are um, working with a consultant and they work for a company that says life insurance, if that's who signs their paycheck, you can assume that part of their solution is going to be some sort of life insurance. That that there's greater odds that it's being sold as opposed to helping you purchase it. So much so that when I was graduating from Bethel 17 years ago and I knew I wanted to be a financial advisor, I interviewed with a life insurance salesperson who looked me in the eye and said that he was a financial planner and that he could solve any problem that anyone had with life insurance. I was told the same thing by a similar company. Yes. And I, you know, I ran for the hills. Me too. Right. Thankfully. It just, I, I didn't know why, but that just didn't sound right. Yeah. But it, 17 it is. years later, you have all these problems that life insurance didn't solve. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, so, so, but that is the right question. It, it's, it, it can be, and has been possibly um, oversold, missold, and truly it, it needs to be purchased. It needs to be a solution to a financial problem. And so how do you do that? How do you diagnose that? The financial planning process does that for you. But specifically, it's something that we call the needs analysis, a life insurance needs analysis. So um, we're going to talk about that in, in just a second. First, how, so how, how do you know how much life insurance you even need? It is that needs analysis approach. Yeah. You're basically trying to answer the question, what would the financial impact be if you were to pass away? And it's taking inventory of what resources would be left behind for your survivors, your dependents, and what income sources 
and then also what debts need to be dealt with and what living expenses will they have. When you pass away, if you have life insurance, there's suddenly new resources created out of thin air, right? Uh, Just kind of dropped in their lap. But if you're a main breadwinner, the income disappears. And what you're trying to do is come up with the right amount of life insurance that offsets that loss of income for them. That right amount of life insurance can also eliminate some of the debts that would cause them to have a lot of uh, expenses and, and whatnot. So you're trying to leave them in a position where their income is adequate for their living expenses and they have enough resources to grow for the goals that you didn't get to, to achieve during your lifetime. Right. So think of funding the unfunded goals. If I'm here today and tomorrow and moving forward, we'll fund these goals out of income. But if I'm gone, if you just took the family picture and erased me from it, what, what kind of hole would be left and how do you fill that hole? And that is a great question to work through because it's all about risk management. Mm-hmm. And so th- this is a risk. Do I want to live with the risk? If I want to live with the risk, I don't have to do anything. If I want to transfer the risk, that's where I have to make a decision. But when you look at the buying life insurance, it has to be through the financial planning process mm-hmm. because doing the needs analysis determines how much life insurance do I need, but that's just just one of the areas. The other area that's really important is your present financial position because that answers the question, how much money do I have to spend to get the life insurance that I need? Because that you, you don't necessarily want to let the, the financial tail wag the dog on that, but that can help you to figure out what kind of what are the possibilities for the different types of life insurance. Mm-hmm. Because not all life insurance carries the same price tag. Some might fit in that budget a little bit easier than than other items. I I agree completely. I would also point out that this process of figuring out the right amount of life insurance, the the answer can change as time goes on. It does. As you add children, uh, as as your lifestyle increases, as your needs arise, um, it it may grow uh, up until the college years for some people and then maybe begin to decline. But uh, the the question is, well, at what point do you uh, arrive at this financial position where you don't need it at all? Mm-hmm. And some people will never get to that point because they will always have dependents. You know, if you have a child with special needs who uh, needs to be cared for regardless of when you pass away, that might be one issue. Other people have, uh, you know, estate planning uh, concerns uh, and, and life insurance just needs to be a part of their plan indefinitely. But, but, but the point is the number changes over time. It does. And you've got to diagnose it the right way using the financial planning process, the needs analysis process. And oftentimes, so we're, we're getting into what type of life insurance is needed because the financial plan and the needs analysis will also reveal that. Do you have a permanent need like mm-hmm. Josh is mentioning? Do you, will you have a lifelong dependent? Do you have estate issues that mean you need you need life insurance whether you pass away tomorrow or pass away in 50 years or is it a temporary need and you know we are life insurance is a tool 
So just like Kevin shared a few weeks ago, that analogy that you don't get mad at the hammer and say the screw is the best tool in the toolbox. No, you need to look at the job. Um, um, the, uh, there's not a, a tool screw called a screw. hardware. It's yeah. not a tool. A screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> always. There's always something where don't my brain do is moving faster than my <laughs> and mouth Don't is. talk about tools. And We're here to help, Mike. Thank you. Appreciate that. And um, But figuring out, well, or or will the, will you reach a point where your goals are essentially funded and you don't need self insured that's exactly. for most people if you're listening today and you're average you and probably 90% of the folks listening assume that they're above average so if you're average to slightly above average what you want to be thinking about is what is the point at which I will become self insured Yep. And what do I need to do as quickly as possible to become self-insured? Because as soon as I'm self-insured, I can stop making the life insurance payments. And so that that's a, that's a positive thing. And I would think that's something to strive for. And most people will be able to achieve it. But if I had a business where I needed liquidity or other specific purposes, Mike, what you got? We're going to tie this all together here in just a second, as well as is life insurance even taxable? We're going to talk about that and a few other things, that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Is life insurance taxable if in the unfortunate situation, if you're a beneficiary and receiving life insurance, is it taxable? We're going to answer that question and a few others from fans of the show here coming up. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being with us today. My name is Mike. Here with me in the world headquarters of Corhorn Financial Group in the KFG studios. With me, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Thank you, Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett with Remax 100 for making the Wise Money Show possible. Thank you very much. We've been talking about life insurance. We're going to transition here to listener questions in just a moment. If you have a question for us, I'd invite you to reach out to us, participate in the show, send us your questions, comments, concerns. You can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. Don't text while you're driving, but give us a call, 574-222-2000. And we're all over social media. You can watch every show right there on the YouTube channel. We're on Facebook and Twitter as well. Just search Wise Money Radio. All right, life insurance month. It is September. That is this month. So we're talking about it. And we're talking about, we, we launched the show with one of the core financial planning questions. And that is, are you prepared financially if you were to pass away today? And certainly your, your mind goes to lots of different things, uh, parts of your financial life. And Oftentimes, you think about life insurance, too. We've talked about how do you find out how much you need, needs analysis. How do you know what type is the right type for you, needs analysis. All right, with that information, what do you do? What are your action items? I I think your first step is to begin gathering information on what you have in place. 
it, it may have been years since you've even thought about this topic. You may have purchased some policies and you just can't remember how much you have, when you have it, when will it expire, that sort of thing. You may have some benefits through work that need to be worked into the equation as well. So once you've gathered the information, I think it's important to begin having some conversations with your spouse if you're married or those who would be dependent upon you if you were to pass away and try to understand, well, what are their needs? Mm. What, what would their needs be if you were gone? Needs and desires. How will those change? How will those not change? And some of that conversation can be facilitated best by working with a certified financial planner. That person will not only be able to kind of walk you through some hard conversations and, and maybe even help you envision a world that's difficult for you to even picture because let's face it, who wants to think about either you or your spouse being alone, right? right? But most financial planners have walked through that world with some of their clients and they can maybe help you understand what it would be like if one of you were to pass away. What what are the things you're not thinking of? They'll also be able to help you, as we were talking earlier, calculate what is the right amount of life insurance and how do you make that fit within your budget. That's This is a, an example of a decision that you have to make in your financial life and it's best made within the context of a financial plan. I, so, so taxes seem so isolated, investments seem isolated, a will seems isolated, and life insurance seems like just this isolated issue. No, every one of those is connected. And the way to make the best decision possible is to have all of those areas connected and then and then see, all right, how do those are, how do those pieces fit together? That will reveal the right solution. Life insurance fits squarely in protection planning, which is the second area. But Josh, you mentioned you got to pay for life insurance. I want as little money as possible, the right amount going towards insurance. It's going to impact your budget. Budget. I want money going towards goals. So that's present financial position. We're going to talk about in a second whether life insurance is taxable. It can be a tax efficient type of strategy. So there's tax planning involved. Some life insurance has an investment component. And even if it doesn't, any dollars going towards premiums means you're not saving as much in investment. So investment planning, retirement planning, if something happens to you or your spouse before you've reached retirement, how does that impact the retirement plan? And certainly estate planning. It's a life insurance is an estate, could be an, an estate enhancing tool. It touches every area of your financial yeah, life. And who's in the position best to help you pull all that together? It is a certified financial planner. Yeah, it, It's the reason why really your first action, if life insurance is something that you don't have great confidence in right now, first action is to find the certified financial planner who's going to help you make these decisions in the context of all those areas that you were just describing. Yeah, Mike, you asked a question to start off the show, are you ready to die, basically? Are you ready to die if you're going to die tomorrow? I would ask the question, are you ready to live? Because what you're talking about is you're talking about having an integrated financial life. And if you don't, you're, you're not really ready to live. Because that's what it takes in order to be prepared to be 
successful in this life and to and lots of people define success in different ways but i'm just going to say uh, i'll just use a simple definition of success as just making the most of what you've been given yeah mm. I, i'm i'm glad that you brought that up because the the whole point in having life insurance in place is to give you and your family, your loved ones, peace of mind. So you don't have to be spending a moment of your life worrying about this. You can go focus on the things that uh, you, you know, you, you're know you actually enjoying and excited about achieving in the future. Right, so why work with a financial planner? And, I, and this whole peace of mind thing is a, is a big deal. And if you, a lot of times we project on people around us and you think, well, I'm this way, so that's how everyone else is. I've got financial peace, so everyone else has financial peace. And then you sit down with a couple that it might be the second marriage for both of them, and that can create a little bit of financial insecurity depending on how the first marriage went and if the first marriage ended due to some financial issues. And the peace of mind is a big deal, but I've, I've sat in the room in, in, during very uncomfortable conversations because she wants financial security, so she wants to make sure there's life insurance on him, and he doesn't want to pay for it. Right. He wants to fund the retirement goal, and that is an awful conversation to have around your kitchen table that that conversation is better facilitated by someone who who is acting as your chief financial officer yep. who is a certified financial planner and can very gently walk you through that conversation and help you come to some uh, a, a fair compromise if you will yeah get true. help do you have clarity, confidence, and creativity applied to your financial life? Are all areas working together? Get help if uh, if you don't have that clarity, you don't have that confidence. We're going to transition to listener questions, and we've got a few that actually apply to this very issue. In fact, first question is from a friend of mine. I know he's, he sent it in, one of my best friends here. Uh, Adam, 38 from Granger. This, here's what he said. A friend of mine had his uncle pass away last year from cancer. His uncle didn't have any kids, so he left his estate to family, and turns out my friend was listed as a beneficiary on one of his uncle's IRAs. After receiving the inheritance, his CPA is telling him he owes tons of taxes. Does that seem right to you? And is there a way he can roll the inheritance money into another investment to avoid the tax that his CPA is now saying he owes? So it's a great question. It's a pretty technical question, and it's one that a lot of people could find themselves facing, uh, you know, unexpectedly. One thing you have to understand is that if you are not the surviving spouse of that original IRA owner, and you inherit all or a portion of that IRA, it's going to be coded or, or named an inherited IRA or often called a beneficial distribution account. Either one of those could show up on the statement. The reason that matters though is if you were to cash that in, you're not allowed to roll over an inherited IRA. Right. You know, if you were talking about your own IRA and you pulled money out of it, a lot of people don't realize that you have 60 days to put the money back in if you need to. Once That's a year. Once a year. For all of your IRAs. Once, once per 12 months. Month yeah, period every of time. 12 months, yeah. 
And so it's it's kind of a, I don't know, a safety net. If you made a mistake or something, you can get the money back in. But you can't do that with an inherited IRA. Mm-hmm. And so if it got cashed in, unfortunately, there's not a way to get it back in uh, because it was an inherited IRA. It's, it, is, it is very confusing and will probably pick this up in the next segment but what you want to think is if i inherited money that my uncle never paid taxes on i will have to pay the taxes on it at some point in time mm-hmm. so this br- this tees up a perfect planning conversation yeah if you withdraw the dollars when you withdraw the dollars they're they're going to be taxable to you and there's a little bit more to hit here plus is life insurance this is an ira account mm-hmm. that you inherited if if you inherit or receive life insurance when someone passes, is that taxable? Well, maybe. We've got that question and answer and a few more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike. Across from me, Kevin Corhorn. Between us, Josh Gregory coming to you from the KFG Studios. Thanks for being with us. Just want to remind you, if you've missed anything in today's episode, there's several ways you can catch up. Every episode's on the YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube, Wise Money Radio. Every episode's also podcast as well. So wherever you like to listen to podcasts, whether that's iTunes, Google Play, if you've got a podcast streaming service, you can find us there as well. You'll have to type in the full name, Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. That's Corhorn with a K. And you can also listen to every episode online, wisemoneyradio.com. There's a streamer player right there. You can do so. You can submit a question right there on the right. And lastly, if you have questions, you can also call or text us, 574 222-2000. September's Life Insurance Awareness Month. We've been talking mostly about life insurance and this really difficult question, this heavy question. Are you prepared financially if you were to pass away today? And Kevin flipped it on its side and said, listen, to get that right clarity and confidence, you need a financial plan. Without a financial plan, are you prepared to live the life that you really want, an enriching life that's free of the worries and concerns that often come with thinking about your finances. So we'd encourage you, get a financial plan, meet with your certified financial planner if you haven't done so recently. We're smack dab in the middle of a question from Adam. He's 38 from Granger, and he said a friend of his had his uncle pass away last year from cancer. The uncle didn't have any kids, so left um, his estate to the family, and turns out Adam's friend was a beneficiary on an IRA. The IRA was paid out to him. He cashed it in, and now this friend's CPA is saying, you owe all this money in taxes, and Adam's friend went to him, and he then came to us and said, what can I do? Is there any way to untax this money? Can I roll it over into another investment? Yeah, unfortunately, so my dad used to tell me ignorance is no excuse for the law when I would say, oh, but dad, I didn't know. I didn't I didn't realize that. And unfortunately, in, in this situation, if you put your hands on the money, it's too late. 
It is it, from an inherited IRA. From an inherited IRA, because if my uncle didn't pay taxes on the money, when it comes to me, if as soon as I touch it, I've got to pay taxes on it. So going back to Josh's idea in the prior segment, I can put it in a what what we would call a beneficial IRA. There are lots of different terms for it, but just think, my uncle wasn't touching the money. Therefore, he wasn't paying taxes on it. I inherited it, and if I put it in the right type of an account, I'm not touching the money. Therefore, I won't pay taxes on it. Now, there are some requirements. I've got to take money out of it every year and do what's called a required minimum distribution. Typically, people think, all right, well, a required minimum distribution is when I hit age 70 and a half. Actually, no one thinks that. It's so confusing, but that is the case when it's your account. When it's your account at age 70 and a half, this obscure age the IRS came up with, you've got to start taking withdrawals. But on an inherited IRA, you don't have to wait until 70, or you don't get to wait until 70 and a half. It's required, and and there's, there's a... If you if you get it wrong, the good news is there's a small penalty. It's only 50% of the amount that you were supposed to take would be assessed as the penalty. So these are things, and I, f- I find it so curious. We spend all day, every day, explaining things to people that don't make any sense. And, and they and just... They don't make sense to us either. We just know what the rules are and then how to best navigate through the system. And that's really what you need. You need a Sherpa. You need a guide, someone telling you how to do this. Well, that's exactly right, because right now we're talking about an inherited IRA, but what if it's an annuity that you inherited or a CD at the bank or life insurance? I I have questions from clients all the time that tell me of a mom or dad or a family member who passed away, and their immediate question is, hey, I found out I'm going to be receiving some money from from this loved one. Is it going to be taxable? Mm -hmm. And of course, the question and response is always, well, what did you inherit? Mm-hmm. Because it depends. It depends on what you're receiving. That's what will indicate whether or not there's going to be much tax pain and and how much flexibility you have to plan around it. But it, it's good as soon as you know that you may be receiving some money from someone as an inheritance, it's important to start working that into your own financial plan, especially your tax planning. So seek help. So let's talk about life insurance then. An inherited IRA, if it's inherited from your spouse, you can move that right into your IRA. It's, it's your money. If it's a non-spouse that you received the IRA from, it's got to go into a beneficial, an inherited IRA, let's call it that. And if you draw money out, and when you do, because you'll be forced to draw a little bit out at least each year, you're going to have to pay tax on it. What about life insurance? When you receive life insurance... Can I just back up one sec? No. Okay. Thanks. So, because when you... Josh said you can't roll it over, and and that creates a little confusion, because what, what you would want to think is, hey, I've got an IRA... I just inherited IRA money from my uncle. I want to roll it into my IRA. I'll combine the two accounts. I've got 50000 in my IRA. I inherited fifty from uncle. I'm going to combine them and just have one worth worth 100 You cannot do that. And the reason you can't do that is the special code that they, they want to have a coding on that beneficial account, which says this account has to have a required minimum distribution taken out of it. So you can't roll it over or combine it with another IRA, but you can transfer it. 
so if uncle had it with a certain investment company in a certain type of investment, you can transfer it to a different investment company and a different type of investment. It just has to stay in the same type of coding or ownership or however you'd like to say that. So it's a beneficial IRA at company A. It comes over and is now a beneficial IRA at company B. Excuse the interruption. You can't draw the money out. You can't have them make a check payable to you and then you'll put it in the new account. It's got to be a direct direct transfer. All right. Like I was saying. You brought up life insurance, though, and the (laughs) the question on whether or not it's taxable. Uh, This week, I actually had a client lamenting because his parents had gifted him and his brothers each $60,000. They gifted it. So so he's complaining about this. Oh, my God. What's his name? Yeah. I I wouldn't stand for it. (laughs) I know. However, listen to the rest of the story. they gifted it in the form of a million-dollar life insurance policy that the parents have been carrying on dad this whole time. I, I think the premiums maybe got to a point where they weren't wanting to afford it anymore. There's all this cash in the policy, so they gift the policy to the kids with the intentions that the kids would just cash it in, split the money, and, and everybody's good. There's a vote. The brothers all want the money. They've got needs. They whatever. Um, you know, my client just kind of goes along with the flow, recognizing that he's about to get hit with some major taxes. Mm. So the cash value on that life insurance gets taxed to them as as the owners of it. He's going to pay a bunch of tax, and you know, he may pay twenty grand or so. But the reason he was bringing it up as a concern was, you know, I, I don't know how long my dad's going to be living. If we had just held that life insurance policy, there'd be a million dollar payout at some point, and that would have been tax-free. Mm-hmm. And so by receiving it during their lifetime, cashing in this cash value, paying a bunch of tax, the life insurance is gone. He has sixty grand in his in his pocket, and of course he was complaining to me about it. Mm. But that is a good example, um, not of you know what things to complain about, <laughs> but of is is life insurance taxable? And most I don't even want to say most of the time it can be taxable in unique situations by sell arrangement if. A business is paying for it. It can. There, there are circumstances where life insurance proceeds can be taxable. Most of the time, you're just dealing with, you know, mom and dad bought life insurance on each other, and that is going to the the, the death benefits uh, cash free or uh, tax free. But if you take cash value, that could be taxable. And the quality of the answer depends on the quality of the question. Is it taxable? And what most people are thinking is income tax. But you also want to think about estate tax because it could be income tax free but there could be a federal estate tax consequence attached to it so you want to understand these things and there again financial planning will help you understand that if that's your situation and your financial planner should be able to help you as well if you're on the receiving end of that and letting you know just like the individual just like the story josh shared your financial planner will be able to talk to you about what tax consequences would or would not apply, how to prepare for them, and how this impacts your own financial life. That is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for being with us. On behalf of Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory, and all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. 
Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.